following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian Life, visit clcaustin.com. Thank you for listening. Here's what I want to tell you tonight, and I'm not trying to be a young man trying to rile up a crowd. This is Wednesday night. I'm going to teach you the gospel. But I'm ready for some people to get up out of their seat. I'm ready for some people in this house to walk forward and say, I need a miracle in my life. Come on now. I need something to happen in my life. I'm tired of walking the same old path. I'm ready for something to happen mighty in my life. Joshua was born in slavery. He was part of the famous exodus from Egypt that included the parting of the Red Sea that Moses with the shepherd's staff in his hand parted. He saw the manna from heaven. He saw water from a rock. He saw clothes not wearing out and shoes of iron, cloud by day, pillar of fire by night. And when one walks in that kind of lifestyle, they either accept it to be all God or reject it as an explainable something that just happened. And Joshua seized hold of the heavenly vision for his life. Joshua got out of his seat. He didn't just want to wave his hand at it. He got out of his seat. Joshua 1, the Bible said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River to the land that I'm about to give you, to the Israelites. And I will give you every place, listen to it, where you set your foot. As I promised Moses, I'm going to give it to you. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country, to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you. All the days of your life, did you hear that? As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's a good old word. The backdrop of this story, the context Joshua was immersed for many years in a heaven-inspired vision of what God wanted to do in his generation. You know, he'd have been about my age in Israel now. He's 70 plus. And Joshua had been committed all of his life to advancing God's plan and experiencing God's promise. Here's another piece in the story. It had been 40 years since the famous exodus and the supernatural miracles of the water parting in the manna and the water. Forty years since he and his friend Caleb had stood up and said to his countrymen, don't be afraid. God is with us and we're able to defeat this enemy in this country. Forty years of being stuck and being stalled at Kadesh Barnea in the wilderness. Finally, on this day, things were going the right way. His army was experiencing a win over five kings that would put God's people in a position of total victory over an enemy that had oppressed them and held them back for years. Now the major obstacle was that the sun would set before the battle could be won. Giving the enemy a chance to regroup and come back stronger the next day. God, this is my prayer, Don't let the sun set on this house. 
Don't let the day be so far spent that it becomes nighttime. Let this house see your glory until you come to take us to your glory. God, let this house, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, let this house be a house of salvation, be a house of healing, be a house of deliverance. Don't let the sun go down on this house. Let this house have a place where people can walk in one way and walk out another way, where people can come in here and say, I have been born again. Some of you are going to get out of your seat in a minute. Thank you for that. I'm for that, Pastor. I believe in that. So this is the context where Joshua becomes bold and daring and audacious and says a triple S prayer. Son, stand still. In the context of a God-inspired vision. Point number one. You need to write this down. Every storm or every story has a son. Every story has a son. Your story is the context of your life. The where, the who, the why you are. The sun is a metaphor for the seemingly impossible things that God wants to do, do in and through your life. When we are in our place of purpose, there becomes unique opportunities for us to partner with God. To see otherwise the impossible things become possible. I told a family before church, I said, what is impossible with man? It's possible with God. And there's so many miracles right now in my mind that I want to see God do. And you know what? God just gave me a confirmation. I'm going to give them all to you, son. I'm going to give them all to you. God, don't let the sun go down on this house. When we're in a place of purpose, there are unique opportunities. The church this church is feeling that purpose. When Pastor Brad preached the last two Sundays, there's something in the water. I sat over there weeping both Sundays. I just, I just wept because I felt that. And I said, Lord, I wish I could have said that. It's kind of like those two Indians sending smoke signals out there in, Oklahoma, in, in New Mexico. And, and they're testing the atomic bomb at the same time. And those Indians were sending smoke signals and all of a sudden one of those bombs detonated. And the other Indian smoke signal to the other said, I wished I'd have said that. <laughs> I want something. <laughs> you'll get it after a while. You that are a little slow, you'll get it later. <laughs> I wish God could just set something off in this house. A passion, a purpose, a reason. Come on, somebody. In our story... We all have opportunities to speak to the sun and see the sun stand still. We will have opportunities to see God do seemingly impossible things in and through our life. So I'm asking you tonight when you get on, pick up a pen. Come on, write your story. Write a winning narrative. Write a God can do anything article. Write it down. Make the vision plain. And even though it tarries, wait for it. It will come to pass. It surely will come to pass. Then watch God just do it in your life. One of the best-selling book, business books of our time called Built to Last did research on successful visionary companies. 
And one of the common traits that all of them had was B-H-A-G, B-H-A-G a big, hairy, audacious goal. What is it, what is that to God? What is, what is that God is wanting to do in the context of your story and in your family and in your life? The people you are with every day at work. What is it that God inspires vision that you have the opportunity to facilitate? What is the circumstance beyond your control but is a candidate for divine intervention in your life? The seemingly impossible thing that God is ready to do right now. This is good. When we talk about miracles or a move of God, some people assume that we're only referring to the supernatural things. Stay with me now. The scientific phenomenons to go to the doctor and prove it was a miracle. But we want to broaden our minds on God's miraculous intervention to include the affairs of everyday lives. Come on now. We want to open ourselves to see God at work in ways that, that are relevant and tangible, otherwise impossible in our lives. Rather than standing by and accepting the natural progression of deterioration, speak up on behalf of a God that still works miracles, that still turns circumstances around, God is still into restoring relationships. That's a miracle. God is still into healing wounds of the past. God is still into giving us favor with the right people. God is still into opening doors of opportunity. God is still into friends and family believing in Jesus Christ. God is still into putting us in a conversation that we've needed but have not known how to have. God is still into infusing us with the will and the power to overcome a habit or an addiction that has been too strong for us, helping us eliminate burdens of debt and get out of the debtor's prison. God is still into providing financial breakthroughs and new levels of income. Every story has a son. Are you ready to see God do a miracle in your life? Secondly, does it bother you to think your life might slip by without seeing God show himself mightily on your behalf. It's bothered me before. Great Danish philosopher and theologian said this, it is dangerous business to arrive into eternity with possibilities which one himself has prevented from becoming actualities. Possibilities is a hint from God. A person must follow it. If God does not want it, then let him hinder it. The person must not hinder it himself. That's a great word. Here's the reality of the context of your life today, families and career, that the sun could set on today's possibilities without you seeing God move mightily. Does it bother you? An ex-pastor friend of mine was sitting next to a retired person on an airplane one day and the pastor asked, would it bother her if he prayed before the plane took off? He said he always prayed. And she said, I don't anymore. She said, I figure that whatever is supposed to happen will happen. And if God wants to keep, me, keep the plane up, he will. Come on, sister. There's a God up there. Question, so even if you say yes, you may wonder, what can I do? God doesn't need me. Why doesn't God just do what he wants to do? Great question. The reality is that God in His sovereignty has decided to a great extent to limit His involvement in this world to the willingness of human beings. He will move. Who will let Him? Think about it this way. 
This is the best statement I wrote all week. You ready for it? God willed that we would will for His will to be done in our lives. Son, I want, I want you to let me have my will in your life. I'm willing you to do that, okay? President Thomas Jefferson was traveling across country with a group of his men, and they came to a river that was swollen because of a recent rain, and there was no bridge, and there was a strong current. And they were forced to cross on horseback, and there was a stranger who was standing at the river needing to cross without a horse. He watched several riders plunge into the river, and then he asked the president if he could ride double with him. And after they got to the other side, some of the group asked him why he asked the president for a ride. And he said, the president wasn't TV back in that day. I didn't know he was president. All I know that when I saw some faces, I saw on their face the word no was written. But when I saw his face, I saw the answer yes was written. So I asked the yes man if I could ride. I want to declare it to you. I don't care how high the river is in your life, how swollen the waters are, how rapid the river is. There's somebody can take you to the other side because he has a yes for you. He has a yes for you. Somebody said there's 7,000 promises in the Word of God and all of them are yea and amen. Can I tell you God's got a yes for this church? God's got a yes for this church. Come on. Pastor, I need this miracle. All right. Yes. God, I need this to happen. All right. Yes. But you've got to get up out of your seat. You can't just wave and say, I believe that. You've got to get up and say, I'll get on the back of that man and we'll go across that high wire because I'm believing God's going to do it for my family. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> what time is it? <clears throat> I hadn't preached enough. Brad, let me preach some more. <clears throat> I've lost my voice here. Hold on. Everybody say, everybody say, I'm invited to be the main character in the story. <clears throat> to be a history maker who sees God working mightily in my life. And thirdly, and I'm coming to a wrap up here. <clears throat> I got a cough drop. Stay with me, folks. When this cough drop is done, I'll be finished. <laughs> I had, when I was pastoring in, in Louisiana for three years, a little lady came up to me. She said, Preacher, I'm going to tell you how long you need to preach. I said, Okay. She said, I'm going to give you some certs here. She used to have them old certs. You know, I can give you a cert here. I want you to put it in your mouth when you read your text, and when it's gone, hush and sit down. <laughs> and the first time I preached, I kind of won that people to me by this. I said, Maul Green, the cert's gone, but I'm not finished. <laughs> and they loved me, and they said, boo to her. She was my best buddy. That's cute. She's dead and gone. I'll see her someday. Point number three. If we have the daring to ask, God has the ability to respond. <clears throat> Ephesians 3 and 20 says, Now unto him that is able <clears throat> to do exceeding abundantly above that we ask or think, according to the power that works in, a, in you. 
Now let's do verse 17, 18, and 19. Let's just go back. I don't have it on the screen, but just listen. Verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. Verse 18, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and the length, and Paul wrote this in this, in this book, and the depth, the depth and the height. And to know that love of Christ which passes knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. And then he says, now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. Folks, when we act daring toward the things God puts in our hearts, we encounter a powerful, potent, sun, sand, stand still opportunity. When we impose our will on behalf of God's will, the impossible becomes possible. Put that on your refrigerator. Mark 11 says, have faith in God. Jesus answered, truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself in the sea, and does not doubt in his heart but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. <clears throat> I'm going to get some letters on this, what I'm about to say, but I'm going to say it anyhow. There are not laws of nature, but laws of God that He put into nature. Because God did all this. And if God made everything and created it all and then put us here by creating us, I think He's the man we need to talk to. Come on. The pastor, the laws of nature just say, the laws of nature. Quit saying that. God created all this and He made the laws of nature. And if He made them, He can fix it. We had an incident here, and I close. Randy, if you'll come and help me. I'll close. A little lady in our church, she, her husband was a similar God pastor, and he passed away early in his life and in her life, and she stayed single the rest of her days. And she was a great lady. I've probably told this story before, but I feel like closing with it again. And uh, she came to me one day, and in the altar and she said pastor I've got a very unique prayer request I said well talk to me sister Marge she said well she said I've always always had a fear of darkness and I just don't want to die in the night you think God would answer my prayer and give me a miracle of letting the sun be shining when I die and I said sister Marge I believe God can do that and wouldn't you know, when she was passing, it was 2.30 in the morning, Patty and I got the call, and I remember Patty and I talking on the way to the hospice hospital. She was in hospice at a particular hospital. I said, baby, I don't understand this. I just don't get this. She just asked for one simple thing. And here we're going, and she's about to pass. And what do we do? And both of us felt the comfort of God. We really did. And so we get there, walk in the room, and daughter was there, precious lady. A few of the 
people of the church were there, had beaten us there. And all of a sudden it became 3.30 and she's unconscious. She's, she's in a coma. Then 4.30. And I looked at Patty and close to five and I said, come on, Jesus, come on, help us out here, God. Come on, come on, come on, Lord, come on. I'll tell it everywhere I go. 5.30. I went over and looked out the window and I, it was getting a little different out there. And at 6 o'clock I went over and opened the blinds and the sun was up and it was daylight. And I came over to the sweet lady that I admired. And I always called her my almond joy. She gave me almonds. Said if I ate nine of them a day, I wouldn't have cholesterol. <laughs> so I ate 27 a day, so my cholesterol would go down. <laughs> and I had this salutation to tell her. Marge, sister Marge, the sun's up. It's daytime. The light is shining. So help me, this happened just this way. She opened her little eyes and said two words, thank you, and went to sleep in the Lord. That is a miracle. So I was coming, I was coming to church. It was a Wednesday and I was speaking that night and I, I had to finish my prep and I was on my way to church <laughs> and the meteorologist came on at the top of the hour. We left the hospital about 11 o'clock, Patty and I did. And the meteorologist said, we had, a, we had a phenomenon happen today. So we all, we all predicted that the sun was going to come up at 6.05 in the morning or this morning and said, folks, there's an anomaly we missed it. We missed it. We missed the rising of the sun. Said it came up five minutes early. Said, we're going to try to figure that out. I said, I got the answer. I got the answer. When I got, when I got, oh yeah, somebody wants to get on the back of that bicyclist now, don't you? We're going to ride this high. We're going to have revival. We're going to see revival of healing in this house. Miracles. Hallelujah. Keep standing. Please, nobody leave. I'm fixing to dismiss you. It's right now, 8.30. I'm so on time. I'm just going to brag on myself a little bit. Please don't leave. I'm begging you not to leave. Please don't leave. Please. Unless you're going to find that man on that high wire to get on his back. <laughs> I get to the church that Wednesday night and people came to me and said, Pastor, did you, hear, did you hear the news today? Did you hear the media? They're saying the sun came up early today. I said, yeah, I, I know. I know. What do you think? You think the Lord's coming? I said, he already has. <laughs> he already has. For one woman. So here's what I'm saying. I don't care who you are. If you've got a need, I've got a God. 
If you've got a problem, I know a Savior. If you have something in your life that you can't handle, why don't you get up out of your seat during these next two weeks and let God do something mighty and massive in your life? Why don't you let that happen? Come on, why don't you let that happen? Because that is what God wants to do. you got to receive it. God governs nature at His desire. He holds the wind in His fist and the sea in the palm of His hand. It's a proven fact. A day was lost. Time stood still. And Israel won a battle. And the kings represented were conquered that day. They were captured in a cave and taken out and they were hanged. They were taken care of. Joshua received a 48-hour day to complete the battle. Joshua 10 was a bad two days for five kings that wanted to wreck God's kingdom. It's an amazing thing what we could have if we just asked for it. My last verse, say it with me. You have not because you ask not. But he that asks receives. He that seeks finds. He that knocks, it shall be open. Give the Lord a hand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Take 30 seconds to give him a big old hallelujah. Come on. Take 30 seconds to give him a big old praise. Yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Walk out of here tonight saying my miracle is going to happen. It's going to happen. God's going to give me a miracle. Might as well just start tonight. I'm going to talk next week in this same arena on Wednesday, part two. I love you. Lift your hands. God, thank you for these precious people tonight. Thank you for this Wednesday night service. Thank you because we're being headed in the right direction by Pastor Brad and Pastor Cassidy. I love what God is doing through their lives. And I love what you're doing in this house. Now, Lord, take us to another level and let this Easter season be the greatest ever. Let people come to know salvation. Let people come to know the healing power of Jesus Christ because healing was in the atonement just as much as salvation was. Now, bless and help and heal us all in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. amen. I love you. Have a super week and we'll see you Sunday.